Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening, your preeminent pop culture podcast. As always, I'm your host, Steve, and with me, uh, the queen of frozen fruit, Jen. Jen, do you want to say hi? Hi, everybody. I don't I don't really think I don't really understand why this obsession with me enjoying frozen fruit has carried on for weeks you know, now, but just, thank no, you, Steve. It's just like, uh, it's it's a motif, it's something, and I'm not even forcing it. It's because I was telling, I was, I was telling Jen right before, last night, like, on the eve of our recording session, uh, of our podcast recording, my wife was like, oh, you know what I'm in the mood for? And there, she doesn't even listen to the podcast, so it's not, it wasn't like uh, the genesis of her uh, request wasn't the pod. She just was in the mood. She was in the hankering for frozen fruit. She was like, "Oh, can you get me a bowl of frozen fruit?" And it really threw me off because I I know she doesn't listen. And I was like, "Did did she listen?" And it, but I could see it in her face. She was confused as to why, why you were so confused. Yeah, why I was so confused. And so I also had frozen fruit last night because I mean she couldn't finish it so. Well, I, also she she wants she wanted frozen mangoes, but she's allergic to mangoes. So she started. She was like, "Oh, I I've got I've eaten so much, like I can't feel my tongue anymore." I was like, "All right, then you should probably stop eating it." And so I had you to, finished it, and then I had to finish it, and I thought that would be the end of it. And I wasn't gonna mention it again, but then <laughs> right as we're recording, you're like, "Oh, let me finish this frozen." cherry so it just keeps it keeps popping up into our so lives it's my fault <laughs> no, I, I wouldn't say fault it's not it's not it's not your fault i'm just it's just a thing that keeps coming up and if it's okay gonna... i'm happy to i'm happy to be the queen of frozen fruit that's fine yeah yeah. Jen, yeah what are we doing today so today steve and i thought we would keep things fun and light we'll see how that goes um and just kind of came up with our own version of 20 questions but um pop culture related and then also we don't want this to be like a three-hour episode so we're just going to keep it to 10 questions see where it goes so we'll do that and then um we have some assignments for each other we haven't done homework in a while in terms of recommending stuff that each other should watch so we'll do that um then we'll end with our obsession of the episode. Mm-hmm. Jen, you know, before we, we get into it, for, for these questions, I would actually, for our listeners, um, I'd encourage you all to hit us up. Like, keep, like, we'll ask, we're going to ask each other questions. We're going to answer them. But feel free to to hit us up with your answers for these questions. Because I am curious about you know how people are going to answer these questions and they're not they're not super deep or some of them most of them aren't super deep i think these are fun questions and yeah also you can fun. take them to any party and have it be like a party 100%. like you know icebreaker what do they call it the icebreaker questions yeah yeah exactly so uh, by by all means hit i am normally i don't care what other people think but this i i, I would be interested in hearing people's um answers so 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 jen why don't you why don't you start us off Sure. So I think the first one is just pretty general. So Steve and I just um, kind of put together a list of questions Mm -hmm. that each of us had. So these are a product of both of our um, Mm -hmm. ideas. But what got you into pop culture? Super general. You can literally take this in any direction that you want. But I think considering that we are the, what did you call it? The preeminent um, podcast, pop culture podcast. podcast, um, I think it would be, you know, interesting to, to kind of see where that genesis of that interest um, came from or what you would attribute that to. 
Okay. Uh, mine was actually a song. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it was uh, "Smells Like Teen Spirit" by Nirvana. Ah, yes, with you the all-time greatest. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I don't know how to like provide context for this, but I was speaking to some high school kids, and they're like, "Hey, what's your favorite? What's like your favorite song?" And I was like, oh, that's a great question. And I've thought about this, and I've talked to, to my wife about it, where it's like, I want to buy, um, like, a like a record player. Oh, I and have I a record want, player. Yeah. Wait, you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to get one, and I want to buy, like, vinyls. You know? I, that's what I do now. Yeah. And, I, I, and, like, you know, most vinyls, like, you can only fit, like, one song on it, right? Or Wait, or <laughs> I, Well, I mean, back in the day, they used to sell vinyls, like, super cheaply. With like singles for singles, right? And yeah, I mean I, now they're just yeah. albums. Right. I don't. I don't want like albums. I want singles, right? And I, there were like five songs I wanted, and one of them was "Smells Like Teen Spirit." And the reason is like I remember, you know, when I was like a kid, in like early elementary school, and all I was into was like anything that was like, this is like a literal stereotypical, but anything that had to do with like martial arts, right? Because I mm-hmm. love violence and mm-hmm. um cartoons so especially if it was like animated violence it was like the best right um but it, you know it, it was things that like i wasn't necessarily like proud of like i wouldn't like brag about it or like i it didn't make me feel cool like being into those things i, I was just like into them even though you were a kid and that's like literally what kids are into <laughs> yeah I, I don't know okay you just but, had some like weird inferiority oh, I, I was like I, either that or i was like oh yeah this is like what kids are into the first time I heard, I remember, like, exactly where I was. I was in my room, and I must have been, like, you know, it, a year or two either, like, removed from, like, like pre-junior high or, like, I was, like, re- it was, like, really early junior high. And I heard Smells Like Teen Spirit on the radio. Mm. I was, like, what is this? I was, like, what is this song? And it was the first time I had heard something or seen something or experienced something where I was like, okay, everything up until now have been things that, like, I enjoyed, right? This is objectively cool. Like, no one could ever convince me that this is not cool. And this is the first time I have experienced something where I will judge someone if they think this is not cool. Like, if someone else didn't think this How is cool. How old were you? I must have been, like, 12. Yeah. Right? And I was, like, everything else, if someone was, like, oh, that's stupid, I'd be, like, I, I would stupid. feel, like, I'd, I'd feel embarrassed or ashamed. I'd be, like, oh, they're they're right. Like, uh, this probably is stupid. I'm not going to tell anyone I'm into this. This, when I heard that song, that was the first time where I, I felt, like, oh, if you don't like this, there's something wrong with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with me for liking this. Everything up until that point, I'd probably be, like, a little embarrassed. Mm. Even if there's no reason to be. This was the first time I, like, it, it overrode everything in my brain, mm. you know? And that, I, I, like, wanted to listen to it, and I wanted to hear people, like, talk about it. Because I wanted to know more about it, not just, like, hear the song. That 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 was the first thing that got me into pop culture. That but then was did you I was like, like aware of like the conversation around it, not just the content itself. But then did you become like a Nirvana head or like it, no, it ended I, with that song? It, 
I did not become a Nirvana head. It just like opened my eyes to like, oh, you you can not only enjoy these things, but you can talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And got not it. In a way that it's like just purely as a fan. Okay. Like, you can talk about it like academically or in like a scholarly way. You know. Yeah, this is very deep, man. Yeah, it, I mean that's why it was like uh, it, it was like older. It wasn't like something I watched like when I was five. It was when I was like you know twelve, thirteen years old, and I just it like blew my mind. I am gonna I <laughs> I don't want to say my answer. <laughs> Wait, why? Because you you like you're so deep and like you're like talking about like um like mass popularity and criticism and all this stuff and i'm just like what, wait, what's your, okay wait what's your full house <laughs> but do you know what i mean house? it's i mean it's it's literally like um it's the whole like tgif programming block on abc i'm sure people like who are significantly younger than us are just like what is that about and slash like saved by the bell like it was like that kind of like made for families and teenagers shows that i was like i'm so into this i'm like very into this and then made me want to watch more tv and kind of that's where all the downfall started but um you know like yours is so like that makes a lot of sense and you you like i feel like you were thinking really deeply about it even as as a 12 year old and i literally was just like i just want more 30 minute comedies (laughs) well you know what it is jen yeah there's but there's like a common thread right which is like for you, like TGIF, um, and I remember TGIF like very finely. It's like you know, Family Matters, mm-hmm. you know, um, Full House, uh, Step by Step. Remember when Hanging with Mr. Cooper was there for a little yeah, bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and then that... it's the Saturday morning like NBC block. So that was like Saved by the Bell, California yep. Dreaming. Like yes, so there was there was the basketball they... one too, right? What yes. Oh God, what was that called? The one with like the the white player and the black player yeah what damn it um but it's it but but tv used to be that where they're they like literally would program nights and events around shows and i think i think network tv now like kind of does similar things almost but it's just not the same and it like it also just makes me feel like nostalgic for um and i i refuse to watch like all the remakes of any of these shows you know um well, just because so I don't want I to, but the, the common thread is like for you that unlocked like more watching. Like you turned mm-hmm. like there was more consumption, and for me yeah. it, it was the same thing. Like I went from listening to music before that to then w- like wanting to read about people who listen to music. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it like there was this this like ravenous uh, hunger for like more. You know, with each of our things that got us into pop yes. culture. You and know. then I I want to also add like for me that also became an avenue for um also I I, I also want to say like on a parallel track um like I was really into K-pop and like K content so like that was also Even happening with me mm-hmm. like yeah like I yes but um but what both of those things unlocked for me in addition to like wanting to consume more of the stuff is this fascination with like um like celebrities. Because I wanted to know more about the people that I was seeing or, like, listening or hearing from. And, like, you know, 
I think that uh, like life now is different because now like kids and me and whoever like you get your you get all of that celebrity life and content through various things right like Reddit, YouTube, TikTok, whatever. Back then, like I was like, okay, I need to go to Barnes and Noble and get like, t- like, Teen Bop or like to Pop or whatever, yeah. like those magazines, and like, it just, it just opened, unlocked this like for me, pop culture is so tied to like also like the idea of celebrity and celebrityism too, and so I'm fascinated by like celebrities and being celebrities, and I sometimes hate myself for that, but I also like chalk it up to like. You know, like, I also like learning about people and knowing people, and I like my friends, and I like learning about what's happening with them, and, like, I, I want to know what you're thinking and doing, so, like, why wouldn't I want to learn and know more about these people who I find fascinating or people I see on screen or people who are making music? So, like, yeah, so for me, like, it's pop culture is also very much tied to, like, celebrities, which I think you are less inclined to you're less in, um, like, into than I am, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, a, a little less, a little less, yeah. I would say, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, no, that's that's good. Should we go on to the second question? Yeah. All right. What, in your opinion, what needs a TV adaption? And this is, like, pretty pretty open in terms of, like, what the source material could be. There's no limits. It could be a book. It could be a movie. It could be a real-life event. And if it's a real-life event, you can – be like this needs like a documentary like a like a 12 part documentary series on it or it could be like a, a fictional series based on a real life event but you know what do you think needs a, a what do you think needs to be adapted for television and it could be a limited series ongoing whatever yeah i mean i i feel bad because like all these questions that we're asking each other were like name one thing and i'm just like i have seven um but like um speaking of like real life events i'm like super like fascinated by like um something that happened like really recently like there was a there's a corrections officer who had this like relationship with uh, like an inmate and then like sprung him out and then it ended badly. She's dead and he's back in and jail. She, but she like it's suicide, right? Um, yes, apparently, but who knows? Like I feel like he could have also just killed her. But um but I think that'd be a fascinating like Hulu series, right? Because like Hulu does a ton of these, like, I feel like ripped from the headlines, yeah, but yeah. like we're gonna put like really like uh uh interesting actors in these roles kind of thing. Um, but what my actual answer is, which I think is cheating because I actually think something may be happening but last year I read a book called such a fun age um I don't know if you've ever heard of it it's like it's one of those like books that like um is like a Reese Witherspoon uh book club title Mm -hmm. um not to like lessen that or anything like that but um it's it's like it's a story of like a young black woman who's like wrongly accused of kidnapping while babysitting a white child and then it's like all these incidents that happen after that and it's kind of funny it's biting it's like all these things it talks about race obviously but like and then like all the things that like this white child's parents do to compensate for the fact that she was wrongly accused of kidnapping their child so like it's just it's it's very interesting but when I like read it I was like this can totally be like um a mini series that like Reese Witherspoon and like I don't know um God what is her name from um Scandal like Carrie Washington like they oh, did a okay. show called um 
uh, oh my gosh, why am I not remembering anything? But they did a, a show recently that's sort of around the same thing. But I think this would be such a fun, like, limited series or even a movie. So as I say that in doing research for this episode, um, you know Lena Waithe? No. Who's that? Um, she's uh, she's in um, Master of None, and she's like a oh. writer-actor. But she, her production company bought the rights to this book so i'm oh, assuming her. they're gonna I, yeah. i'm assuming they're gonna make something so i i feel like this my answer here is like moot because it's probably happening but that would have that's the first thing that i thought of when when you first posed this question okay okay what about you um yeah i also have like two answers and it's like kind of the exact same thing it's like a real life event that will never get made uh, mm-hmm. for a different reason. And then like an actual, so the real life event is um, like the whole Jeffrey Epstein mm. fiasco. But what we'll, is that I, a movie? Uh, like a, like no, a like series? A, TV, a series, yeah, a series. But we're never, we're never gonna get it. Cause like it implicates like so many people, you yeah. know, all over the spectrum. Uh, so, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll never get the truth, let alone enough truth to like make a TV adaptation about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So my the next one is uh you know there're all these um books that are being turned into TV shows. I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, you know, we can get our own Game of Thrones." You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you you know, whether it's Hulu or or Amazon or whatever or even like Apple TV, all these sci- sci-fi like uh you know novels and then you you even have like dune being made into like a series of movies and stuff uh, at like wheel of time everything um you know i i need a good tv adaptation of the chronicles of narnia and the the, interesting yeah the first movie was like fine or whatever but um like the i don't know like i i just i didn't love the movies you know it it it, like it runs it rushes through the the story's so fast. Um, let's 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 take another crack at it. You know, okay, what's yeah. Amazon's doing? You know, like we because we have those Lord of the Rings movies and they're still making TV shows anyway, right? Um, let's take another crack at Chronicles of Narnia uh, and and you know instead of uh, on the big screen, let's put it somewhere where like all seven of those books can like really breathe, you know, and and put it on put it in episodic TV. You know, let's let's go back to that. I just feel like uh, it was the the books weren't done justice on the on the on the big screen, so let's put it on the on the silver screen. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I I I firmly believe like even some of the things that have like come across not so long ago, like if there's opportunities to like redo or remake, like why not? Yeah. 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 Like, cause my thing is, if we're remaking things that were done well the first time, um let's remake things that maybe weren't done well the first time instead of like, just like going back to the well, cause it's enough quote unquote time has passed, you know? Yeah. If we can have three Spider-Men, we can have another Chronicles <laughs> of Narnia. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But you know, Spider-Man is bankrolled in partly That's by, true. yeah, <laughs> Marvel, That's but true. yeah, yeah. All right. What's the next one? Okay. So I am very, uh, interested to see what you would say to this, but what was the last movie or TV show that made you cry? Yo, you know what's crazy? Mm-hmm. I, I knew the answer immediately. 
and you're gonna think not you're not gonna think I'm a psychopath, but you're just gonna be really confused. But do you remember when um Pixar made and okay, so a pix crying at a Pixar movie is like not been there, done that. <laughs> everyone, but not. I can guarantee you, no one has cried during this Pixar movie. Do you Recent? The, do you remember the Good Dinosaur? Yeah, I don't think I. I didn't watch it. I don't think many people did. Um, because I remember the theater my wife and I went to. There was like very few people there. Like not even like kids. And kids movies like, there's so many kids in kids movies. You know, um. Yeah, we watched The Good Dinosaur, and it wasn't really a good movie, but for whatever reason, at the end, I was, like, it wasn't, like, you know when you, like, sniffle and you have, like, a tear in your eye, but you're, like, uh, this isn't coming out. Like, it's too viscous. Like, you know, it's not breaking, like, the, the barrier where, like, water will, like, flow. I was legitimately crying to the point where my wife looked at me, and she was, like, like what is happening? She was, like, what? what is happening and i was like i don't know it just unlocks something in yeah you? I, I i i really don't i cannot understand why i, I we, we just sat there both very because because she'll tell me like oh you're so heartless like when we watch like shows or movies and she's crying like she gets really annoyed because she'll like sniffle and i i don't know if she's like sick or if something like i'll be are you crying She's like, yeah, you always. She's always. She's Just like, you always. Ask, yeah, you always ask me like that, and I. It's so you make me feel like embarrassed that or like that I should be crying. I'm like, no, it's okay. You're crying. Just I'm asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, um, so like, I never cry. I I or I rarely do, but for whatever reason, man, the good dinosaur. I don't know. Is it? Is it like? It's not like the land before time, right? Which I remember being sad. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not. It's not. And um, I don't understand okay. it. Okay, I have to look up Good Dinosaur because I firmly believe you, and I'm sure you're it's not, not the only sad. one. But like, okay. Yeah, but what what about you? What was the last thing that made you cry? Um. So one, Coda. I think we talked about Coda when we talked about like Oscars and stuff, but. Um, I just, I, it was such a beautiful story and I don't know, I, I cried a lot, uh, not a lot, but I cried like in a couple of parts in the movie. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend Coda, but then, um, I recently watched a Korean drama called 39 and it was about three females who are 39. It's like they're about their friendship, but one has a terminal illness and like, God damn it, Steve. It was very sad. Like, actually, have you, I guess you haven't cried so hard that, like, the next day you wake up and, like, your, like, eyes are swollen? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I have it. Like, from a real life, life experience. Right, I'm right, sure yeah, you yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I felt that way. Like, I literally had a hangover the next day from being so dehydrated from, like, crying. Uh, the last episode was very, very sad. And, um, yeah, so I I think that was, like, the last thing that I... Because I watched it maybe, like, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. So that was the true last one. But, yeah, I, I've cried at CODA. I cry, like, um this season of This Is Us. Like, I've been kind of tearing up here and there because it is the last season. They're wrapping some stuff up. And also, it's very sad to see, like, Mandy Moore's character, like, 
hurdle into dementia, um, which is the storyline that they have for her. So, um, cause then you just think about like your own parents, like your mortality right. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. So okay. not quite the good dinosaur, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Ready for the next question. Mm -hmm. What album could you listen to on repeat? Yeah. You're going to be surprised by my answer. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe you won't be surprised. Um, I mean, I'm I assuming have, it's, well, you know, go ahead. I have, my, I have a guess. I have a lot of these because, like, right now I wouldn't say that I'm super into music. Um, but somewhere along, I guess, like, teenage, no, not even, like, college, 20s. Like, I, I, there's, like, lots of things that, like, I feel, like, define, um, like, I'll listen to something and I'll just, like, oh, yeah, that, like, that totally is, like, definitive of, like, this period or whatever. And I can't say that I, like, have a lot of that now. But, um, Kanye's graduation album is, Oh, like, my God. No, you it's didn't. It's, like, yeah. Do you yeah. Know I'm a huge, is? His, what? Do you know what my answer is? Is it Kanye's graduation? Yes. Shut the fuck up! I'm sorry. Where? It said it's right here. I have it written right here. Are you serious? I swear to you. I swear Listeners, to you. We did not plan this. We don't share our answers. Um, th that's like my favorite. Well, favorite of his album for sure. But like, it's so like top to bottom, like so listenable. And sometimes I just feel bad listening to it because I'm just like I don't want to support you anymore. But I like love this album. It's the. It's the. It's. I think it is the most, it's the the perfect intersection. I think there might be albums that are more him. There might be mm -hmm. albums that are a little better. There might be albums that are more enjoyable, like arguably. But this is the one that checks all of those boxes. It's like after he has like really mastered the skill and right before he goes like a little like off the deep end. This is definitely before he goes off the deep end because I feel like I liked 808s and the Heartbreak. Like I don't, I didn't hate it as much as everybody else because that was the the album he made after yeah. that. And you know what? I, in respect that is a great album. That At is a great time, album, and so is I my beautiful dark it. twisted fantasy. Oh. Right? Oh. Like so, I think even up to Watch the Throne is where I'll like tolerate him, and then I love Life of Pablo. And then I just you like Life of Pablo. Um, no, because ultralight demon. We're ultralight uh, demon. No, I don't think I've listened to the life of Pablo enough. Like at some point, I fell off of his oh. wagon really hard, and like kind of just was like, I'm not listening to stuff Ye anymore. Well, oh, but Jesus, though, I love Jesus. Yeah, I can't say that I, I, I like listen to Jesus a lot. But yes, I mean, I'll. Yeah, you know what? No, I'm looking at the track list. Like, no, I, I do like Jesus, but like. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I have not listened to anything that he's um released. Same, uh, same. Post life problem. Mm -hmm, Post problem. Mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm. I but yeah, no, graduation is the I can listen to that on repeat. Is oh my it, gosh. Yeah. So good. So, What's your favorite so song? Um oh shoot. What's my You know uh Oh god. I'll go. Well, no, I can do this. Okay. <laughs> you know what I really like? I yeah. really like Good Morning. 
Holy crust, stop. I really like that. That is one. literally my favorite song. Really? Yeah. I on mean, that album. I, I, think, that album. I, think, I think Stronger is a better song. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess, but like, but it doesn't wait, matter. This is about but, you and yeah, what good you morning. like. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, so good. Good morning is so, so good. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, that's what I'll listen to. I just sometimes uh, when we're when we're driving. Uh, that's what you'll I, listen to. I'll just my wife will be like, "Oh, you know, what do you want to listen to?" I'll just be like. To put on graduation. She's mm-hmm, like, oh, mm-hmm. what song? I'm like, start it from the top. Start yeah, from- <laughs> yeah. Top to bottom. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 Good Morning is probably my favorite song on there. Uh, virtual high five here, Steve. Yes, yes. yes. Just, there you go. <laughs> okay, so we, we did both our answers, right? It's the same thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Amazing. Yeah, yeah. So much in common. That's great. Amazing. Okay, next. Okay. next. Which living actor or actress or director or screenwriter, I guess. So basically, which creative mm-hmm, would mm-hmm. you or have you watched their entire body of work? Okay, so I have not yet, but I'm on a mission. Okay. To watch everything that like David Fincher has done. Okay. And I think that's not like a shocker. Mm-mm. Excuse me to anyone. Um, I think everyone knows how much I love David Fincher's movies, but. Um, so what have you not watched then? Oh God, I I haven't watched Mank, um, and I haven't watched like his like old like I haven't watched The Game, you know, um, like going like way back. And so I haven't watched just like, the movies original that two. he's directed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Um, and so I haven't watched Mank, I haven't watched The Game, and I haven't watched um, the original Dune. I but it's those are especially Mank and The Game are things that like. I plan on watching the original Dune is the one where I'm like, do I really need to watch that to be able to say that I've watched all his movies? I'm not sure. I guess technically yes, you know, but I don't know yet. Okay. I'm 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 um, you know, I'm on the seesaw with that one. I'm on the fence uh, with that. What about you? Which I'll ask it. Which living uh, actor, actress, uh, director, or screenwriter? Would you or have you watched their entire body of work? Okay, so I have two, one in each category. Um, oh. So for directors, um, Bong Joon-ho. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I've I've not watched, I think it's Barking Dog Never Bite. Like, I just have never watched that one. But, af- but aside from that, like, I've watched, like, everything he's directed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from an actor perspective, I don't think you're going to be surprised, but I literally have watched everything Chris Evans is in. Like I li- have literally watched really? everything he's been in. Yeah. Yeah. So like, obviously outside of the Marvel cinematic universe, um, like once I got into him, I started then like picking up things that he's done, uh, outside of all of that stuff. Right. So at this point, I can tell you that I've seen everything, pretty much everything that he's done. And then um, this year he has two things coming out. So I'm very excited for those two things, including Buzz Lightyear or Lightyear or whatever it's called. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I think that's going to be good. The yeah. More, more I, I, uh, the more like I watch about it, yeah. Um, okay. Okay, no, that's good. That's good. Um, okay, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, yeah. So, sorry. It's your turn. Yeah. What TV show that has ended would you want one more season of? I didn't really have a time to think hard about this question. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to give you an answer that just kind of came to my head. Like, but I probably will regret it and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I should have sat like six feet under or something. But um, I was very upset at Netflix because they canceled the Babysitter's Club adaptation. It's, mm. it's right now there's two seasons. And I don't know if I, I probably have talked about this on the show, but I found the, 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 adap- the, um, the new TV show, the series, um, so incredibly charming and endearing and entertaining for sure. But they delve into topics that like certainly was never covered in the books and there's representation. And it's just everything that I want mm. to be showing a young girl and an adult, by the way, like my friends and I love the show. And like, and I think obviously it's because we have this attachment because we grew up reading the Babysitter's Club. Right, right. But like the show by itself as a, as a standalone, like without that context is very good. And, you know, like first season, like they tackle topics like transgender, like kids. And then this past season, they like covered, um, uh, uh, um, internment camps like it just I'm just internment like, so, camps because mm-hmm, oh, one of the characters is Japanese and like her grandma uh, uh, was interned so like they talk about that and it's just it's so beautiful to me and it's so like entertaining and like I don't know what obviously nobody knows really what Netflix's metrics for success are and obviously with all the news coming out about them I'm, I'm sure more things will be canned and not made and stuff but i was really really sad and upset about about this so i would just want one more season um and also i'm like these girls aren't gonna be this age forever so like this wouldn't have been something that like could have been 20 seasons anyway but it just felt such pre it's just like so premature to like end it so that's my answer okay that's fair um okay are you ready for mine i i told you beforehand that you have to tell me if this counts okay yeah and I was like, I don't understand because this right. seems like a very straightforward question. <laughs> okay. I would want one more season of Community with Dan Harmon before he left and came back. That makes sense. When – so, okay, hold on. But then what is that? So how many right. seasons did he do? Okay. So there are six seasons. So there was three seasons, right? There were mm-hmm, three seasons mm-hmm. of Community. There was a fourth season without Dan Harmon mm-hmm. that is like very subpar. Then I think he comes back for five and six, but by then they are no longer on NBC. Mm-hmm. By then they're on like I think Yahoo had like a streaming platform at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know by then it's like the half the cast is like changed. gone. Not half. I mean, I'd say uh, like a quarter. Right. Um, and so I there's like a huge drop off in quality. And it's like so noticeable that when I watched when I was rewatching it on Netflix and we get to season four, I'm like, wait, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Like what? And then I I had to remember, like, oh, yeah, that's right. I had to Google it. And I would I wish 
that split had never happened and they just kept going you know okay so yeah community with dan Harmon and the original cast i would have wanted to have kept going. super valid super valid yeah okay all right yeah fair. yeah awesome totally fair i think that's a really great answer okay cool cool, cool. Okay. all right What's all right this? we're blowing through these um so if you could have any of the egots and by egots it's mm. emmys grammy grammys oscars tonys what would it be? So which one of those awards and what for? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this one was – the first part is simple. Like for me, it's definitely the Oscar because mm -hmm, I feel like mm -hmm. that's the one that counts like – whether I'm – I mean obviously this is like super subjective, but I feel like those in the – I don't know. For whatever reason, it feels like they're more important. Um, so that that part is like easy for me at least. But then, like, what four was hard. And you know where I ended up? I, I ended up at a, original screenplay. Interesting. Tell me more. You know, it, I feel like that's the one where it's, it's almost like, oh, you wrote the best thing. And what you wrote was so good, we're going to give you an award at a film like award show mm. and it, it's like uh you know i'm I'm never gonna win like i'm i'm never gonna be a performer or like a director it it, it feels it feels like the less the least it, it requires the least like technical skills it just requires like imagination and putting that on like paper yeah you know? yeah um yeah. and i feel like you know with with the acting ones you know, it you're bringing something like to life, you know, mm -hmm. uh, with but but the screenplay that's the one where it's like you are the creator of especially original screenplay. It's like you're the creator of this this thing that other people helped bring to life. Yeah. So yeah. that's where I ended up. Okay, that's fascinating. That's amazing. What, what about you? It. So same thing. I want an Oscar. Of course. I don't you. really care about. Who cares I mean, about the? Who cares about the E, G, and T? I do, but yeah. <laughs> um, and definitely, you know, because despite all of the rumblings and criticism about the Oscars, like, it's still the gold standard, and that's what, yep. like, award shows and award seasons, like, culminate to in in every sense. Um, so I definitely want it for an above-the-line category, so nothing that's going to, you know, get, like, yep. cut on broadcast yep. like they did this time. I think... I, I mean, as a, as somebody who wanted to be a writer, like I would also maybe want to do that. But I think I, I, I think I want to be on that other side, and I think I, I'm much more interested in interpreting someone's work. Hmm. And so being in being in an acting category versus like, well, I think directors have like the hardest jobs, and like I, I would yeah. never want to be a director. So I would I would want to win an Oscar and be best actress, and I promise nice. I won't like you know beat anybody up on stage and. Um, have that right <laughs> taken away from me. Uh, so, yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. Ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Okay. If you became the head of a movie studio, right, let's say for whatever reason they're like, Jen, you are now the head of whatever major film studio. Here's an unlimited budget. You have to help us, you know, steer us in the right direction. What is the first movie 
you're having made. It could be based on genre, like we need to tap into this genre. It could be based on casting, like we need to make a movie with this performer. It could be a director where like we need to give this filmmaker a movie. Or it could be source material where it's like we have to make a movie based off this, right? Or it could be none of those, something else. What is the first movie you're you're getting, you're green lighting and why? Okay, so I, 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 I didn't necessarily say first movie, but like in terms of me being ahead of a movie studio, I want to be like the A twenty four slash neon of rom coms, and by that no, I mean no, no, what, no, what, not say that. Why? Do you know what? Oh, I said rom com. Why? Because why? it's well. Why did you? Well, I, I, you, you're supposed to answer first. So you tell me. You go first. Why? Okay. So first of all, what I mean by a twenty four slash neon, like I want the cool cat cachet, and I don't want. I want to flip rom coms. I, I just want people to stop thinking about romance and rom coms in a certain way, which is like, oh my god, that's a Hallmark movie or like whatever. Like I just, I think that there's lots of store interesting stories that we can be telling uh, and adaptations that we can be making with the booming like romance novel industry, but I think we can do it in a cool way and like employ a lot of like cool directors and up and coming actors and actresses. So that's what I mean by the 24 neonness of it all. Like I like literally like answered this from a, like I, I took your movie studio thing and like kind of like applied it to that rom-coms because I mean, I love rom-coms and I feel like there was a period of time in the 90s, 2000s where, like, there were definitive rom-coms, like, every year. Or there was, like, a string of really good ones. You know, the Nora Ephron's, the Nancy Myers, like, all of that stuff. And, like, I just feel like that's kind of gone away. And, like, yes, a part of that is, like not really investing in so much of those things but like investing in like blockbusters and like movies that like are actually gonna like bring people into the theaters or whatever but I just yeah I I just feel like maybe and also maybe it's just hard to make something that's like both romantic and funny but like I want to try and I and I think that that's where we should be heading and I recently watched The Lost City and it's a they build it as like an action rom-com with um, Channing Tatum and Sandra Bullock. And I thought it was like just a fun time at a movie theater. And I think I want to have a fun time. Um, so that's why. Why Why are you greenlighting a rom-com? You, Steve Bain. You know, I think like Netflix has shown that people are willing to watch a 90-minute, 100-minute movie that is not part of a shared universe where it's light and it you know rom-coms are so okay so here are the problem with rom-coms bad acting and like unbelievable plots Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so then let's get that out of here like you know what rom-coms were like great um the ones with like like good performers you know like you take a look at you know harry met sally right you've got billy crystal you got meg ryan you know what i mean yeah take a look at you know um the it's just like 
any good or you take a look at 13 going on 30 right you freaking you have mark ruffalo and jennifer mm-hmm, Garner. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, i mean mm-hmm. so my thing was like not so much like the a24 of rom-com but it was i i, I wrote down rom-com with shakespearean actors because they oh. are the ones they are the ones who can like they're used to doing such ridiculous things on stage and just like doing it with like complete buy-in like there's no like i feels this is so dumb doing this they don't they're like nothing is too stupid to pretend yeah and that i i truly truly believe more than well not more than as equally important to like Marvel movies succeeding um, as you know Kevin Feige's like vision and his like care of it is I think was casting actors who were like yeah I can do that and I will actually like have the skill to do it and also have the total buy-in to do it because I've been pretending like in these Shakespearean plays for like the first 30 years of my career. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with game of Thrones. You know what I mean? Rom-com with like Shakespearean actors and like less unbelievable plots. And I think people would totally watch that. Also, can I just say like rom-coms also with like some of the OGers, like, I don't need it to be 20-something-year-olds. Like, give me a fucking movie with Tom Hanks yeah. and Meg Ryan now. Like, it's yeah. fine. I would love to see that. I would love to see people having a second 100%. resurgence in their love lives and, like, stuff like that. So, like, yeah, let's just kind of flip it and, like, turn it around, turn it upside down, try new things. And I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe we're the co-heads of this movie studio because Done. we literally are in the same, going in the same direction. Done. You know, but I'm very, I, inter- I'm yeah. very excited about your answer. <laughs> I Don't, was not expecting that. Yeah, you, like the plot doesn't have to be too smart. Like I, when I say too smart, I don't mean like it doesn't have to be good. I just mean like it, sometimes you can see they were like, oh, we can't do that because that's just like a thing that's been done before. And then don't, don't don't overthink it. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, and don't this over- is this, yeah, and Just don't this. make it stupid. You know, just don't make it unbelievable. And then, uh, you know, cast like good people. Yeah. You no, know? that's it. That's that's all. That's all we need. You know, that's it. All right. Okay. What's the next one? There you go. Um, what is the one, <laughs> you know, operative word one, uh, upcoming TV movie album that you're excited, most excited for in 2022? So not oh. one up from each category, but just like one thing that's right, right. coming out this year. You know, uh, we're recording this you know, mid-May, uh, it would have been Doctor Strange, but you mm-hmm. know, that, that's already been out. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it accurate with the, with the word upcoming. Um, right now, I, I think it's, it's, it's Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. You know? I, I really like Chris Hemsworth. I think he's still one of the OGs still going, you know, every, all the other OGs are, are, are out. I mean, I guess technically you make a, an argument that Jeremy Renner's still in, but but um, but nobody cares about Buckeye. <laughs> that's true. And so I I'm really curious as to because I remember like when Endgame came out, everyone was convinced like, oh, what is what is like Robert Downey Jr. gonna do with this next contract? And you know everyone was sure like Captain America was was gonna like 
was going to uh, pass away, right? Spoiler alert, but yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, but, and so they have a really good history of, like, keeping it close to the vest in terms of, like, you never know when these people are going to leave, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm really curious as to, like, there's been no talk. So we don't know the details of, like, yeah, exactly. contractor. Exactly. There's been no talk about his contract. There's no indication that this is his last appearance as Thor, and that makes me worried this might be his last appearance as Thor. Ah, the more people talk about it, the more they go in right, a direction. Right, exactly. And so I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to watch it just because I think it'll be a good time, but I just want to, I'm so curious if, you know, at the end of the crisis, if it'll be like, you'll see Thor return in so-and-so or you know he'll be yeah yeah you know i'm just really curious as to how that's gonna go or he dies and um natalie portman becomes like the new female thor yeah yeah so yeah that's the one i'm excited for right now what about you have you seen a trailer for a movie called bullet train yes with the the brad pitt Pitt. yeah Mm -hmm. uh where it's an ensemble movie yeah and he's a trained killer he wants to, I think he wants to give up the life, but is like bamboozled into doing another, like one more thing or whatever. Um, and then I think most of the movie, if not all of it, takes place on a bullet train heading from Tokyo to Kyoto. And this cast is sick. And I... All right, Tyree Henry. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, is he in the movie? Yeah. Yes, you're totally right. Sorry. So it's like um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Sorry, too many people with three name, three word names. Um, Bad Bunnies in this movie. Sandra Bullock. Like, there's a lot of people in this movie. Um, so I'm really excited, and I hope that you know this is a. I, this seems like a really fun movie to watch in theater. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay, perfect. Um, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Um, whose career do you wish had gone? differently Mm. could be any and it could be a director it could be a performer a a writer anyone whose career do you or maybe it's a even like a a musical artist right yeah whose career do you wish had gone differently (laughs) well i mean kanye West, but whatever um i think that for me this is probably this is not what i mean so i think her career is perfectly fine but I really want Amy Adams to win an Oscar. Mm. I think she's one of the most talented people out there. And I can't believe, like, Jessica Chastain, the other redhead, beat her. Uh, uh, Not that they were competing or anything. But the last couple of movies that she's made are so bad. And they're such duds. And I'm a little bit like, who's your agent? Why are you doing this? Like, and this isn't helping. And I, I'm assuming like some of the roles that she took on, like Hillbilly Elegy, which Elegy, which I can't even talk about because that the author is like crazy, but like, I'm sure she thought it was going to turn out a certain way, i.e. that it was going to be Oscar Oscar. material. And then it just did not because like, the movie was so bad and like it's been kind of like that the last couple of movies that she's been in and so for someone who was very much like she has a hive of people who are like campaigning for her 
And I'm like, you're not helping the cause here. And I'm, I'm assuming you also want this Oscar. So like, what are you doing? So I just, I feel like she just kind of needs to like reevaluate and like step up some of her choices. I'm not really sure what she's coming out with next, but like, I just wish that the past couple of years for her have gone differently, but that's not to say that like, she will not win. I, I firmly believe she'll win one someday, but it's just getting harder to grasp because she's just making these bad choices. Dear Evan Hansen, come on. So anyways, um, that is that is my uh, answer for this. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. I have – I also chosen a, a performer. Um, definitely different. I, th- what I want for my person is what Amy Adams has now. Like that's how low the bar is. Okay. What is it? Who is it's, it? It's Zac Efron. Oh, my God. I love him. You know <laughs> – I do too. I, well, I don't love him. I like him a lot, though. But I you're surprising me today. Yeah, you know, you know what it is like. You know that movie, um, Seventeen. Baywatch. Just kidding. Yep. <laughs> Seventeen again. Do you remember that movie? I love that movie. I do too. Um, and he's so likable in that movie. And I remember thinking, like, oh wow, like I didn't watch any of the high school musicals but when i watch him once in a while in things that i like or or even um in neighbors right mm-hmm. when i watch him at 17 again i watch him in neighbors i'm like man this guy um it's good he's, he's good like yeah. he's good he needs to be in more stuff do more stuff and you know it just has not worked out i think he's he's tried it's not for lack of of effort he's in that oh god what what netflix thing is he in again um recently oh he's... extremely w- wicked shockingly evil and vile right yes 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 yes. i did uh, not watch that yeah I, I i didn't i didn't either uh he's in that he's in this new like fire starter it's a horror movie right or something yeah, like fi- that yeah fire starter right so he's trying it's not for lack of effort like i said it's not i don't think he's the problem you he think has it's the people that, around him? I don't. I don't know. I, or maybe it's people who like do not want to. It's just so bizarre. I me. also, but I also for him, you know, because he's been doing a lot of like um, other things. Like um, he does a reality show, like a Bear Girls type thing, and like I think he's. I mean, he's not that young. He's like in his thirties now. But like when I think of him. Like, when I think of Amy Adams, and I don't mean this in a mean way, like, I, I see her as a try-hard. Like, and I literally don't mean that in a bad way for Amy, because she should be trying hard, and, like, that, like that is her MO. Like, when I think of Zac Efron, because, like, I've seen him with his, like, pursue his other interests and, like, work on things that I think may be outside of the box a little bit. Also, being a high school musical alum, like, he has a set of pipes, which he showed off in all those movies. But, like, I just feel like he can be doing a number of things that wouldn't necessarily be like, whoa, why are you doing that? Or, like, that, okay, like, that's weird kind of thing. So I guess I'm a little bit less, like, what are you doing? But, like, yeah, I'm fully, like, sometimes when you're too good-looking, people have a hard time, like, yeah. actually recognizing your talent. And I think he falls into that a little bit. I think he, if he does want to become a serious actor, like, 
really work on that on the craft of it all like I think he does need to work harder to like kind of get oh have people's perception of him like not be like oh that good looking kid you know you know he needs his um and this is gonna sound really kind of bizarre he needs his like magic mic or even mm-hmm. his 21 jump street and I guess neighbors mm-hmm. like kind of was but like you know he wasn't like the headliner of 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 neighbors I just you know I I no, but you can to be definitely build this career like around like you know the Lost City, the movie that I just talked about. Um, Brad Pitt is in that movie, and he's hilarious, and he's not the main character right. or anything like that. Right. But like he shows off his comedic chops. He probably was filming for like a week tops and got out of there and gets to be in the movie and have people talk about him. But like, yeah, like at a certain point, you can also do that too. But he has to get to that certain point, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's so funny too. Like he has such good comedic. Yeah. Comedy. I actually think he's so talented. Like I really, I haven't thought about him in a minute. But thanks for bringing him up because now I'm gonna think about him. But like, yeah, like he is good. So good. let's just get people different agents. I'm not sure. I don't know what you have to do. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my answer, Zach Efron. Okay. I, I, Interesting. I, and, but All he right. still has time. It's not too yep, late. Yep. 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 He is literally like 30. Yeah. Okay. Thirty-five. Ready? I don't know. Uh, let's let's. Yeah, yes, let's... I'll ask this one. Yeah, last okay. one. Right. Last one. It's a bonus one. Um, what movie do you wish you could have watched in theaters that you didn't? Um, for a number of reasons. So either you didn't, or you didn't want to at the time, or you weren't old enough or alive yet. So you can kind of take that in yeah. different ways. Um. My so my original answer was um, one of the Star Wars, like the original mm-hmm, Star mm-hmm, Wars, where mm-hmm. I, I obviously wasn't uh, like born yet. Um, like I imagine, because like for me, it's like now, you know, we think like oh, with these Marvel movies, like you have to wait and the payoff is later, blah blah. But we get like TV shows in the middle. We get you know, there are ways to bide our time. Like, could you imagine? where in like the late 70s early 80s it's like things are like there are these cliffhangers and you just have to wait three years of your life mm-hmm. with like no, hearing nothing mm-hmm. and then you just go to the movie theater to finish a story and so i was thinking maybe oh empire strikes back or maybe return of the jedi return of the jedi i actually think though it is the worst out of the original trilogy like when you it's revealed that like darth Vader is Luke's father. You have to wait three years to see what happens with that story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was thinking about that, but I thought about it even more, and I was like, wait, no. I have an easier answer, and it's Get Out. Ooh. I really I, – and I, I know a lot of people watched it in theater. I'm, I would be me, so scared. I, I agree. I agree, but I just really – I think I didn't watch it because I am so bad with – scary movies mm-hmm. but when i finally got around to watching it it's not that it wasn't scary but i was like it was tolerable mm. you know what i mean it wasn't uh as scary as i it wasn't unbearable like how scary yeah yeah and so i was like man and i really wish i had seen that in theater because i i wish i got to experience that with an audience okay i get it yeah, yeah what about you I'm going to keep this really simple. You know I got into the Marvel universe a little bit late, mm-hmm. and I wish I had seen 
every movie that I did not get to see in theaters. Mm. In theaters. And that includes, like, I think the first Marvel movie that I legitimately watched in the theater was Infinity War, maybe. Oh, I think that's right. Yeah, no, that's right. Because that's when I got, I was like, who is that handsome bearded man? Um, And so all the Captain Americas, obviously, but like literally like every single MCU movie I wish I had seen in theaters. Um, So I'm going to go with that. Okay. No, that's good. That's good. Um, So those are all our questions. We would love, love to hear, you know, uh, the listeners answers to some of these questions you know if you don't have an answer for some that's fine but if there are any where you you thought of them you know please feel free to, to hit us up we'd love to to read you know your answers um with that we're gonna move on to um our assignments mm-hmm. really quickly uh I, I'll, I'll go first because this is an assignment that i tried giving you and it, it <laughs> went off netflix and then i texted you it must have been like two like one or two in the morning because i was browsing netflix and i saw it it come up and i was like oh my god it's back and it is the uh i forget what year it was it was 1989 something it's the the early 90s adaptation of teenage mutant ninja turtles and you you bet your ass that I watched it as soon as I texted you that it was on Netflix. So yeah, I that it. was the most random text, but I was very happy for you. And then I was like, oh, you're going to make me watch this. So yes, I will gladly watch it. Yeah, so it's on Netflix until May 31st or the end of May. Oh, and, really? It, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's out at the end of this. At the okay. end of this month. So okay. I guess it's been back for a little bit. But uh, what about me? What am I watching? Steve, I want you to do me a favor. I can't believe this. Why? Okay. I just can't believe it. I... I'm not going to ask you to watch both, but there are two of these. Okay. And if you're going to only pick one, I'm going to ask you to watch Paddington 2. Okay. I think you should watch Paddington. So you do, get I the backstory. Watch, do I need no, to watch? Do I need to watch? You do not need one? to watch the really? first one. Yeah, you don't need to watch the first one because literally you get the gist of who Paddington is and why he lives with the family that he lives with. So like you don't need that backstory. Like the Paddington one is sweet and it's great. I loved it. Paddington two is Paddington two is really great. But the reason why I'm like like telling you this is because like I you know I think I mentioned earlier this episode that like like the last like three weeks like I was watching this like Korean drama that was like making me really cry and then I watched um, Defending Jacob and which is a Chris Evans Apple TV series that came out like in 2020 but I finally got around to watching it and then the uh, the thing that I'm going to talk about for my obsession of the episode, like, is also kind of depressing. So, like, I've been, you know, like, just kind of watching stuff. And then, like, the yeah. things that are going on in the world is, like, not fun. Mm. So, like, so like I need more things like Abbott Elementary and, like, things yeah. that just are, like, okay, can you just give me something that's, like, not, like, I yeah. don't want to blow my brains yeah. out. Sure, sure. And Paddington 2... <laughs> It's really insane. good. And I when I tell you that Hugh Grant deserves an Oscar for this. Oh my, stop it. <laughs> but I want you to watch it. And I also okay. also okay. I I wouldn't normally do this, but like you do understand that like it's universally lauded as a good movie and That is true. Like up until like recently and I forget what which movie like knocked it off it's whatever it had a perfect score on rotten tomatoes not that rotten tomatoes is like uh, not flawed and like whatever um 
And then I will also say that um, the, the um, there's a Nick Cage movie out right now. Have you heard about it? Like it's the one it's, where he plays himself. Mm-hmm. It's like a parody of himself. It's like the unbearable weight of massive talent or something like that. Um, and they talk about Paddington Two quite a lot. <laughs> Oh, in the movie. Uh huh. And like, I was just like, oh, yeah, they're right. So I would have recommended it to you sooner, except it wasn't on. It was it was taken off of HBO Max, but now I think it's back. It's so back. Okay. yeah. So okay. you and I, before the end of this month, I don't think it's going away, but like, just before the end of this month, we should watch the assignments that we have. So if you're not gonna commit yourself to four hours of Paddington, then just watch Paddington Two. But I think that you would enjoy Paddington One as well. Wow. Okay. Is there it, you go. Okay. Okay. Is this one of those things where like I can go backwards? Like if I like yeah, two, yeah. I can go back to one. Yeah. It's not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. But I think two is a much better movie. So or two is a two is good. So I don't know that you will want like if you went back to it. I don't like. I don't. I'd be curious to know like what your experience would be. But I'm not expecting any of that. Just watch two. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I don't. Do I literally don't want to make you watch you know, four hours about a, a, a bear, but yeah, it's a family movie. <laughs> okay. Okay. You know what? If you I can do during it. good dinosaur, I think you can do this. Oh my God. Hey, listen, listen, I, you don't have to go there. Okay. Okay. So there we go. We have our assignments and then in, in oh. the next couple of weeks, like we'll record an episode about our honest reactions to, oh. to these things. And hopefully both of our picks make our lives a little bit less, you know, bleak. No, no, done, done, done and done. I can do that. Okay. Um, last thing before we go, what is your obsession of the episode? My obsession of the episode, um, and again, for a premier pop culture podcast, I can't believe neither of us had watched it. And like now I'm just starting to watch it, but I started watching Mayor of Easttown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I totally get the hype and I totally understand why people are like Kate Winslet's the best. I mean, I've always known that, but she's legitimately so good, even though her character is like flawed and like, like unlikable and blah, 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 blah. But within my obsession, which is watching this, um, I have this newfound appreciation for Evan Peters, Mm. who I don't really have a relationship with because I did not really watch American Horror Story. Um, And then what, like he showed up, in WandaVision, WandaVision but like I yeah like other than that like I don't know this guy other than that he used to date Emma Roberts for a really long time again going back to my obsession with celebrities um but he's really cute and charming in this and like even though this is like a I don't know a true crime drama type thing like he brings a little bit of like levity I wouldn't say comic relief that's not his role but like also I'm just kind of like oh cast him in a rom-com cast him in more things like he can mm-hmm. do stuff so i i'm really enjoying mayor of East town and i'm really enjoying evan peters so that's my obsession perfect perfect okay um mine is uh we'll stay on hbo max um mine is the righteous gemstones it's the mm-hmm. new um not new it's in its uh i think it finished its second season on um hbo max and it's the new danny mcbride uh comedy it's his follow-up to east Man and down and vice principals it's he plays the eldest son 
of a mega church pastor and they like the fan it's just a family of pastors and um it, it when i tell you that it feels high budget what i mean is you know I, have you seen eastbound and down by chance um no so it's the effects are not great he doesn't they definitely it relies heavily on the physical comedy of him and his um his like uh, co-stars there are let me tell you jen there are scenes in this movie where i'm like well first of all none of it feels low budget Mm -hmm. and there are times where i'm like am i watching a hollywood blockbuster like that's how well some of these scenes are filmed because there are like action sequences you know um it just it looks so good uh on top of just like being good um and it's 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 really funny it Is makes it, it makes me still laugh. going on yeah yeah it's not so done. It just it's it, it just premiered it's like third season or something i think it they just finished the second season okay okay yeah yeah i i i highly recommend it it's i'm my wife and i are we're like m- almost done with the first season mm-hmm. and um it's good it's funny okay i like it a lot i like okay. it okay so yeah righteous gemstones all righty watch it all right so anything else before we wrap up here jen no, I think we spent a lot of time here today, and um, the original plan was to do 20 questions, so I'm glad we did not do that. Agreed, agreed. So with that, make sure you um, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, you know, make sure you guys get a chance to watch, I guess, Paddington 2 <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles before – uh, they leave their respective their respective streaming services. So with that, Jen, you want to say bye to everyone? Bye, everybody. Have a good, I guess, week.